Welcome to We Go There. I'm Lexi. And I'm Nikki. And our favorite conversations are when someone starts by saying, this might be TMI, but... But hey, we go there. Because there's no such thing as having too much information when it comes to your health and wellness. We dive deep into topics, interview experts, and get answers you need. Because knowledge is power. And feeling empowered is what we're all about. So let's go there. Hi, Nikki. What's up, girl? I'm excited to be back. We're back, Me. baby. <laughs> we're both in gray hoodies with unwashed hair running around. It's a, We're recording this right before the holidays. And I'm like, Lexi, I've got to get like nine teacher gifts. Yeah. And I'm not organized. No. And you're like, girl, I feel you. Thank God for Amazon. I give um, the teachers like South Intimate Wash. And- <laughs> nice. <laughs> Because it's easy. It's wax on, so I could just fly in there and I'm like, please have these things ready for pickup. Yeah, exactly. Oh my God. I was getting home sense candles last night. Oh, like throw a vibrator in there. <laughs> I mean, you're memorable. That's a memorable gift for your teacher. Yeah. Thank you, Piper's mom. Oh my God. Uh, well, yeah, it's been wild and crazy, but we are excited to be back and excited to launch this season. Um, yes. And get oh my into- gosh. And today we're just going to do what we do best, which is just the banter. The banter. And we do actually have something to say. This isn't just random banter, um, but we have a big season coming up. I'm so excited. Um, there's a couple of really cool interviews um, that we've got lined up for you. One specifically on trauma-informed care, um, which I think is something that maybe we've heard these words thrown around before, but it's actually an OB here in Toronto at Mount Sinai, who's really pushing to get new practices and education into, you know, residency programs and the SOGC, which is the Society of Obstetricians and Gynecologists. So much there. And I asked her some kind of off the cuff questions and and it was it was a good, there were some awkward pauses, but we ended it all good. We were all good, but it was a really good one. Anyway, so that's one of the ones I'm really excited for the season. Yeah. So good. And we had um my coach Hannah on and actually mm-hmm some of what I think we're going to talk about today is in that episode as well. Cause um, she talks a lot about uh, judging yourself and the mm-hmm. self-talk and of it negative self-talk impacting how you achieve your goals and, you know, deepest desires and dreams, I guess. So that's a good one. And we did um, one on eating disorders, which we've never covered yeah. before. Yeah, And we talk a lot about <clears throat> eating for like children, like feeding children and impacts and how you're um, speaking to and about food. And I thought that was really good. So yeah, we have like a lot coming up. It is. It's yeah. And and there's definitely, yeah, it's Wide as, per, as per the the title, we go there. Like we're definitely going there on a lot of stuff and I'm excited to go there. And I feel we were kind of laughing tongue in cheek around like now doing this sort of like trigger warning because we are going to be talking about annoying shit (laughs) that like might be annoying to hear to talk about and specifically around this whole idea of not having guilt if you have to take a moment for yourself and and more than a moment like Lexi and I both went away from our families I was gone for four nights um in November how many nights were you gone Lex six nights 
six nights. Yeah. Like it's a long time to be gone away with young kids. Yeah. And I actually felt a lot of anxiety and like guilt around it. I've never been away that many nights before. Um, you know, obviously it's a lot of work getting things set up and we're very fortunate, clearly, like I'll call that out. We're fortunate to be able to to do that and have the help in place and the support, which is not a reality for everybody. So this whole concept of like going, taking time for yourself, maybe it doesn't look like four nights away. Maybe it looks like, you know, it could be something for the afternoon or one night at a girlfriend's house, like whatever it may be. Um, but I ended up crying on the flight home and it was like a release and it was, it felt like it was a return to myself in, and I had kind of like forgotten about her. Do you know what I mean? And I'm like, oh yeah, like there's this whole side of my life and this whole part of myself that I haven't been nurturing that I have kind of reminded me of when I was like 25 and carefree and, you know, and I was like kind of longing for that and also crying on the flight home, knowing that like, it was about to go back to my regular routine. <laughs> you know what that means? It was about to get crazy. <laughs> I was like, oh, and now it's almost over. It's like Cinderella and like I'm turning back into a pumpkin. I don't know. Yeah. That's a bit depressing, but I don't know what your thoughts are on this whole going away. I thing. goosebumps when you said that, the returning to yourself. Um, yeah, it was, I the guilt was so massive leaving um, and, and the preparation to go is obviously a lot, but I had, you know, my mother-in-law came in and stayed here for the week and helped with Adam. And fortunately, like I have nanny help and all of that. So it was like the team was here in place. Um, but it takes a minute just to even get to feel like yourself again, to not have those lists, like the mind freedom. I think what was so interesting to me was like, I was, you're so used to just always being on that level of like, go, 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 go. And you can't possibly just like sit and be. And every morning I was there with um, this mastermind group and nothing started till like 10 AM. So we had all morning and we were in Arizona. So I was waking up so early, obviously. Um, And I just had like the whole morning to work out and like journal and do a little work, like do whatever the hell I wanted to do, which mm-hmm. is just amazing. And, but I, I think it's important. And as we talk about, you know, that trigger piece is some people listening can be like, well, that is very much not possible. And as Nikki said, like, this is a very privileged situation for us to be able to get on a flight and go away. But I was talking to someone uh, recently uh, on, on a podcast actually, and she put something into perspective, which is just around the prioritization of ourselves, which as we all know, like we are last, dead last, and everyone comes in front of us. And she gave an example of, you know, she had, she has a son and um, if he had a birthday party in a hockey tournament back to back and, you know, they overlapped a bit, he'd go to his hockey game and then would quickly race over to catch the tail end of the birthday party. Yet we would never, ever prioritize ourselves to say, okay, my kid has a birthday party, but this is the only time I possibly could get a workout in and I really need this for myself. It's okay if we're, you know, 30 minutes or an hour late to a three-hour birthday party. We would never, like, even saying that, if I ever told someone that, like, I would judge myself so hard for doing that. Which actually 
is a bit wild when you think about it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Totally. They're going to go to the party. By the way, they're going to catch the best part. They're going to get the cake and the loop bags. <laughs> and like they'll come home so happy. And we will show up like the best friggin' mom on the planet because we've gotten a minute for ourselves. Yeah. Yeah. So we wouldn't prioritize our own like workout, for example, or whatever, like hair appointment. Right. Yeah, like, like just the, yeah. the maintenance that makes us feel good, that makes yeah. us feel more like ourselves. Yeah. It's a good point. And yet we would bend over backwards to make sure our kid makes the hockey game and the birthday party. But like, we wouldn't do that for our own, you know, version of the hockey game, be it, you know, workout, hair appointment, like I said. This episode of the We Go There podcast is brought to you by The Bell Method, a fitness company that blends Pilates with pelvic health, creating choreography from science. You might feel overwhelmed at all the abs after baby programs promising to make you bounce back after birth, or maybe you're feeling unsure of how to exercise in pregnancy and prepare your body for delivery. It can be tough to navigate what information is credible and evidence-based. Women deserve better. I created all of our programs with the guidance of pelvic health physiotherapists, and we continue to evolve our programming to stay current with the latest research. At The Bell Method, we ditch guilt and bring balance to our bodies with programs designed Designed to fit your life stage. We'll help you reduce incontinence, diastasis recti, and prolapse so you feel strong, confident, and empowered throughout pregnancy, postpartum, and beyond. I invite you to enjoy 10% off your first class session with the code WEGOTHERE10. Visit www.thebellmethod.com for more. Yeah, it's, it's very true. It's very true. And I mean, I guess the question is, what can you do to make yourself feel more centered, more grounded in, in any capacity. And what can you do and learn to do without having any guilt around that? Because, I mean, I always joke, like I have, my mom has this old school magnet on her fridge at home and it says, if mama ain't happy, ain't nobody happy. (laughs) (laughs) And it's like such a mantra, right? Cause it's true. Like your energy is palpable. And if you're kind of in this depleted place, you're going to be way more full of resentment and, and just general angst, if I will, you know, and I've been there. Oh my God. I mean, look at me right now. I'm like sitting here, like hanging on by a thread, trying to get all the teacher presents, <laughs> you know, um, we were just in Vancouver. I took uh, Gabrielle to Vancouver for, to visit a good friend of mine, my old roommate in my twenties. She also has a five-year-old. So we stayed with her. I had points. It was great. I was like, we're just going to use these points and go to Vancouver for a few days. And I mean, I still haven't unpacked my crap. Like stuff is everywhere because I just came home and it was like, hit the ground running, get ready for the holidays, all of it. But the the trip was amazing. Mm-hmm. I have a bit of a cold, you know, flying, you get it. But I'm glad we did it. It was, it was awesome. And it was really awesome to have that time alone with her. And I'm realizing like, she, it's, it's like a different kid when there isn't that competition with siblings. She's like a different you know, just there is that like ease and you took Piper to Halifax, didn't you? Yeah. yeah. And I had some work there and I I was saying to Nikki earlier, she just the other night, like we went in May, I think, um, and it's December. So a while ago, and she just said to Adam the other day, like that was the best day or trip of my life, like weekend of my life, whatever day of my life, like of her life. And oh. her, when can we do it again? Please, can we do it again? And then she said, which cut deep was, I just, daddy, I had all of mommy. She didn't leave me once. 
She was with me. I got to go to a meeting with her. She took me to wax on, like all of the things. And, you know, but I, it's so true. You see them in just a different light. Like Mm -hmm. they rise, especially at that age. Like they're the same age, right? Like five, Mm -hmm. five and a half. And, um, it's such an amazing thing to see like what um, beautiful little people they are and how mature. And yeah, I just had, I had the best time with it wasn't work. Like it wasn't like momming. Um, yeah, totally. Oh my God. It was just very much like I had a little like mini, mini girlfriend hanging out with yeah. me. Like she's rolling her own suitcase with hot chocolate in one hand. I'm like, who are you? The hot chocolate. What? What is that? Your little kid latte holding? I was like, oh my God, she's 15. Like it's, just, it's over. <laughs> it's done. It's done. Oh my gosh. It's so true. And so I think going back to, you know, this time for you piece, because it's, I, you know, we have, we both have, as everyone who is listening, likely, like we all have so much going on and it's really hard to think about how you could add one more thing, which might be something about you. But to your point, I'm a firm believer that when I show up for better for myself, I a hundred percent am better in every element of my life, like leader, wife, and mom. Um, and just more kind to myself, honestly, mm-hmm. truly in my self-talk. But for me, that is like, even yesterday, I think, or two days ago, I got on the treadmill, I ran for 15 minutes. Like that's mm-hmm. it. It was 15 minutes, but I was like, okay, amazing. I feel way better. And I went up right at four o'clock to like get the twins and was hanging out with the twins. And I was just a better version where I probably would have been sitting maybe for 15 minutes on Instagram or mm-hmm. like, let the suitcase sit longer. Let the laundry stay dirty longer. Like, Thank you let for saying dishes- that. No, but truly, like, let the dishes be dirty longer. Like, those are the things that can wait. We mm-hmm. can't, like, ourselves, like, we don't deserve to wait. And I think that's where we should show up. Mm-hmm. It's like, you know what? I don't need to do this load of laundry right this second. I can take 15, 20 minutes and go do whatever that thing is. And I think the thing is identifying the thing. What is it that does it for you? Like for me, it's some sort of movement. Yeah, like sure. And we're not talking like, we're not talking scrolling the gram and ignoring your dirty dishes. Like, you know, like you're not going to feel better after scrolling the gram. Let's be honest. You're going to feel better after doing something that's more focused around mindfulness, movement, you know, I don't know, paint your nails, whatever, like go for a walk, get outside, call a friend, like all of those things instead of, you know, yeah. The And it's like a, almost Pavlovian. Like I'm aware of it because I have to be on Instagram all the time for work. It's like, a, it's a, a means, you know, it's, and it's, I love it. I love the community. I love all of that. And I love all the messages I get, but it's also, it can suck you in. Even me, you know, like it can really be the biggest time suck. And you start realizing that you're just scrolling randomly and you just sort of constantly grab. And there's even data on it, I think, how much we oh, actually. No, no, no. The pickups. I did that the other day, Nikki. I was horrified. <laughs> Why? What and do you mean? Because you can see all of the different information. So you can see the number of times you pick up your phone, just grab it. Really? Oh, yeah. It's under, um, if you just go under system pre- preferences. Oh, no. <laughs> Do I want to see this? It's no, you don't. Um, because also the, but it was interesting because we, we use at work like teams messaging, it's like Skype or not Skype. It's like Slack and those types of direct messaging. 
and you see how many messages, notifications, emails, texts, and it like breaks down all of the numbers for you. Um, but it's a lot. It's a lot. And then it would show like your top used apps and things like that and Instagram notifications, which would be huge for you. <laughs> like it's terrifying, but it's, yeah, I think we need to just yeah and be more intentional maybe about it. And that's what I try to do at least because otherwise I'm not fun to be around, to be honest. And, you know, this is the thing I always say, like, what's the good litmus test for like being in good company? It's like, it's because I don't want to check my phone. Like, I know I'm having a good time when I don't want to check my phone. 100%. Right? Like whether it's working out, talking to a friend, going and doing something in, you know, interacting with the world around me. Um, right. And so I, I'd say like, what can you do for yourself where you don't want to pick up your phone? That's like maybe, maybe the theme. Yeah. I like that. That's a good, that's a good, good way to figure it out and a good prompt to follow for sure. So with that, we were talking about some of the triggers because maybe this is triggering for some people, like just this conversation alone, time, you know, being like, who are they to say? Lexi has two friggin' nannies and blah, blah, blah. Like, I'll take it. That dumb throw bitch. It, yeah, throw it my way all day long. <laughs> Must be nice. And, and I mean, God, I'm I'm like, I don't have a nanny. And I've there have been moments where I'm like, God, I need some fucking Lexi help going on over here. Like, I do. Everyone needs a t- team. I, needs I, a, guys, there's a reason why people like kids, no one raised their own children back in the day. Like oh, it was a full village. They actually knew what they were doing. You have four kids and they're all under the age of five. Like it is, and you run a massively successful business. Like let's just talk about wax on for a second. In the last year, how many locations of your wax and laser bar have you opened? How many new ones? We opened five and, and no big deal. Two in a week, which was, that almost had me, like, I was, that oh was... God. Liberty Village in Ottawa, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my travel, God. and it was uh, insane. It's insane. Like, the what you have managed, so just as a moment, like, props to you, because you're so humble. Just, like, watching, going to your opening, like, watching what you're doing, like, it is incredible. And I just love how transparent you are. And you wrote that article, was it for Today's Parent? Mm-hmm. When you were like, y'all, I have a team. Like I have a team, like don't expect yourself to be able to do what I do with four children at this age without massive amounts of help. So I think, so I love that you're, you know, you're not pretending like you're like some wizard, like, you know what I mean? It bothers me that people who are these like uber successful, look like they've got their shit together people and like fitting in the work that's fitting in all the things for themselves and then they're not showing the team, literally the team yeah. that they have behind them that are supporting them in that. And that's what I want to do because in whatever way, I want to remove shame that we have around taking this time for ourselves, around the fact that we do do not need to do it all. Like, And that is, you know, carpooling, it's meal sharing, it's like all of the different elements that you could incorporate for me, I have nannies. Like I have people that I rely on and I absolutely could not have had twins and then opened our record number of locations in a year in their first year, like of, of their lives. There's no way it doesn't even make sense. Right. But I also like believe we need to try and like make the decision and then figure out the rest because where we get caught is when we're like you going away, Nikki, it's like, okay, I want to go away. 
oh my God, I can't possibly go away. How would I go away? Like, who's going to take care of like everything else that's going on at home and blah, 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 like the kids and this and the pickups and the drop-ups. And then it's like, mm, it's just too much. It's overwhelming. Make the decision first, book the trip and then figure it out. I guarantee <laughs> you'll figure it out. If God forbid someone was in the hospital and you had to go tend to them, we'd figure it out. Like we mm -hmm. can figure these things out. And I think we need to make moves first almost. And like, mm -hmm. just get us book the mani-pedi figure out the child care after, but book it or else you're just not going to do it. Yeah. That's spoken by a true entrepreneur trailblazer. <laughs> you're like, just do it. <laughs> so back to the triggering. Now that <laughs> I know. I just, sometimes I'm like, I just want to be the voice of everyone who's like, must be nice. Because yeah, sure. but, but you're, I, you're just like, you're giving such valid and important wisdom here. And I'm soaking it up as well. And I, I believe it. It's true. We have to like, think of it. I don't know if you think of it as like a pie chart, like what is it that, you know, is going to make you feel more whole, more grounded, more, you know, more yourself because yeah. we often lose that, don't we? Totally. And then and you're not useful to anyone. I dare you if you're thinking this way, like I just dare you to try once and, and see what happens. And then mm -hmm. if it totally blows up, Kate, like I was yeah. wrong, but like something, just something and see the difference. Yeah. Right. And then something else and something else. I don't know. It's like baby steps. The thing is I get, cause I, I do talk about this a lot in the today's parent. Like I had, um, people's husbands reaching out to me, thanking me because they have been wanting to get, you know, more support with kids or, or with just even like having people's, you know, their in-laws support the family, like whatever it might be. Yeah. Um, and they're like, thank you because this, like it's helping give permission where we feel like we need to be doing it all. So yeah. I'd rather trigger people and help maybe if some take the little leap and do something for themselves and not say it at all. And I think that's the same for you, like on your platform, I just, you know, just yesterday, I'm like, come on. Like it, I watch what you get. And I'm like, this woman is like truly changing women's oh. lives. Every day someone goes in like who's done your course and has an impactful experience. And then you just have this, it's just, I, I don't know. It just is, it's bothersome because ultimately at the end of the day, we need to be looking at ourselves and why things that we see are bothering us. And what does that really mean? Lexi here. Okay. So let's shift to another under the radar, not so hot topic for a minute. Body hair. Everyone's got it, but a lot of us want to live smoother. Am I right? 10 years ago, I started Wax On Laser and Wax Bar. Wax On isn't just any waxing and laser hair removal bar. We are the industry leader creating a safe space that inspires people to live confidently in their own skin. Over the years, we've developed trust. Trust that you know you're getting the best quality and comfortable experience every single time. Whatever you come to Wax On for, it's going to be awesome. We've created our own exclusive gold wax formula that's like no other. It's as pain-free and long-lasting as it gets, perfect for all your waxing needs. At WaxOn, we've invested in top-the-line laser technology that's effective on virtually any hair and skin tone for effective results on every body. Seriously. 
And we carry a carefully curated collection of products. Some we make ourselves locally, I might add, and some are from brands we've fallen in love with that adhere to our values and standards of clean, good for you, and female founded. If you haven't experienced Wax On, I invite you to enjoy 20% off your first service with code WEGOTHERE. Visit waxon.ca or download the mobile app to book in with code WEGOTHERE because there is such a thing as a better hair removal experience to help you live smoother. Maybe we should give context. So basically, I talk a lot about self-advocating, right? Where it's like, for example, if you don't want to push on your back, don't push on your back. Don't allow yourself to be forced. There is your voice. It's not evidence-based. If you want to be on your back, great. That should be your choice. And if you choose to be, maybe that's the only place that pushes feel effective. Awesome. Use this little towel. You know, you could, there are ways to improve your biomechanics in that position so that you have less likelihood of having, for example, like tailbone pain postpartum. So fine, be on your back. And here are some tools to make that work for you. Again, it should be your choice. So I feel like a broken record. I say this a lot. I have some tongue-in-cheek reels with like Shit's Creek memes, you know, like to make it engaging. It is I like social it. media after all, right? Like, you know, you want to stop the scroll and make it kind of funny and educational. And that's kind of what I try to do. But inevitably, like it's hard to encompass everything in a 12-second reel. So I always put all of this stuff in the caption. It should be your choice. You know, if you want to push back, that's great. But here's the evidence around why it's not the best ergonomic just like position and da, da, da. and so I yesterday I did another one where I it was really and I'm going to ask you this question in a second Lex but the question that I posed was just if you could go back and tell your pregnant self anything what would you say to her and I wrote I would say to her and this was first time mom pregnant so before my first baby I would say you know, you're, you're, use your voice. You're stronger than you think. You don't have to push on your back. You can say no. And then I said a bunch of other shit around like, you know, get better nursing bras. Don't buy all the expensive swaddle cloths. You don't need 20 swaddle cloths. Like stuff like all that. The swaddle cloths. All the swaddle cloths. The Aiden and an A, very overpriced swaddle cloths. Like you don't need 20 of them. You just don't, you yeah. know. You need better nursing breasts. <laughs> so anyways, um, and then, you know, and, and inevitably, you know, some people are, a couple of people are like, well, I feel shamed every time you bring up the pushing on your back comment. It's sort of like, now you're saying it's bad and that's what I did. And now you're saying that I birthed somehow wrong and I feel shamed. And it's, you know, and then of course I was like, okay, well, let's do a poll. How many people, cause I talk about this a lot and I'm, not frankly, I'm not going to stop talking about it because I know it's important to use your voice and demand evidence-based care and not be on your back for the convenience of your care providers, right? So they'll tell you, go on your back. Well, that's because that's their comfort. It's not best for you. It's what's best and most easy for them. Anyhow, and so it turns out that I think it was eight, seven, eight percent of people felt triggered and shamed. So not many, and then 92% of people were like, no, keep going. This is important information. So you're going to always get a group of people who, despite your best efforts at trying to communicate something, designed to give them choice and to use their voice. If someone was potentially unhappy with, they're judging themselves around their birth, right? So maybe they're like, you know, and this particular person had 
gotten prolapse and is now like, well, maybe if I had only used my voice and maybe if I hadn't pushed on my back, then I wouldn't have prolapse. Mm -hmm. And that's hard because she's blaming herself and she shouldn't be blaming herself. I mean, dude, I got prolapse and I wasn't on my back at all with my second birth Mm -hmm. and I got it after my second birth. There's so many variables. I got it from bronchitis in my third trimester. You know, you can have it from genetics. There's so many factors at play. So, but it's this, she's clearly in this place of, I wish I had been able to do something different and I didn't. And now I have prolapse and I'm blaming myself. And now I feel like you're shaming me and I'm triggered. And it sucks because I just don't want anyone to blame themselves for any, any crap that happens. Like it's not your fault. Cause if you continue with this perspective of thinking, oh, it's my fault. then the world is going to be a minefield of triggers. You know, like that internalized shame makes you feel shamed by everybody else, but it's your shame that you're actually dealing with. Yeah. And it's anything that we look at. I I think when you see like on Instagram, for example, and you feel jealousy or criticizing, wanting to criticize, it's more of like, what is this telling me about me? Right. Either it's something that I want for myself if you're feeling like jealousy, for example, it's actually maybe something I want and criticizing might be something that you're criticizing because you're like, Oh, I, I, I wish I could find that in me. Like the example that you gave, it comes back to, well, what was that about me? Well, it's about that. I didn't, wasn't able in that moment, which, you know, it's a crazy situation. And I totally get, and I've said this many times before, like I found it really hard to advocate for myself and like, I advocate for myself and my business all the time, but like in those situations with professionals, it is hard. So I feel like it's okay that you didn't and you ended up in the situation you did. And now let's give yourself like, just let it go and be kind to yourself and, and, Mm -hmm. and not then want someone like you, Nikki, who is help trying to help others end up in the same situation that this person did. Right. Cause that's ultimately if you're being silenced, now other people are going to end up in the same situation that ultimately that person did, right? right? Is- I have a question for you. Like, what, is there something, and you're like so self-actualized, like you are so, you've got so much, when I think about like the people in my life who have it together, like you, you're like the top of the list, okay? You really are, which might be annoying for some listeners, but I'm just going to call that out. Lexi is like owning it, like you're rocking life in many ways, which is amazing and I love you for it. But okay. this is where this might be an interesting question. Is there something that you feel triggered by? And maybe in the past there has been, and you've worked through that. I'm curious, like, and we'll use the example of like, just whatever, scrolling social media, for example. We'll give one that kind of goes into this, um, that we, I haven't shared. And it's interesting because it does link to my trauma situation with the twins. Um, and I just recently figured out because I had a bunch of friends who had babies quite soon after the twins were born, then one that was a little later on, like six months after. And I don't know, I didn't realize why, but I was constantly putting up these, um, blockers and like random reasons. Like when I say random reasons why I couldn't go and visit her and meet the baby and, it was every excuse in the book. And this is one of my really close friends. And normally I'd be there like right away as soon as she wants someone with all of the things and, and visiting, meeting the baby. And I couldn't, I, or I didn't, and I didn't, and I didn't. 
And then I had these like, I would see, you know, pictures posted and things like that. And I would have these feelings that were not the feelings that I always feel for my friends when they have their babies, which is this like, oh my gosh, in that beautiful stage of like just newborn and cuddling and like all of the wonderful little amazingness that goes with that, that I experienced with, well, Clark, not because I was right into COVID, but Piper when she was born and I did not with the twins. And so I recognized finally it was because I had had this situation and my newborn experience with the twins. As I look back now, I realize how um, much the labor had impacted me. Even when I listened, I listened not like a when it was at a year to the podcast we did, Nikki, and I was like, oh my gosh, like the place that I was in when I did that, I still didn't realize how much I had been impacted by this experience. And so when I recognized that this situation was that I couldn't be around a newborn experience that was beautiful and normal and, um, you know, just all the bliss that, and chaos, obviously, like there's the chaos, but you know, that little, like just Mm -hmm. cocoon because mine was not a cocoon. It felt like just, I had the most anxiety ever. I thought, the twins were going to die. Like I just had all of this post-trauma anxiety. So anyways, that was one that really was hard for me to come to terms with because it was one of my dear friends because it's the most beautiful stage of like this newborn entering the world. And then someone I was telling about this and she said, you know, who knows more about these types of things. Um, she said, you know, that's when a newborn, actually it's my Reiki Especially, she said, that's when a newborn is at its most pure stage. And she's like, there was part of you that knew the energy that you were bringing into that situation. And I'm a big believer in energy and things like that mm-hmm. was going, would impact this like pure mm-hmm. newborn and the experience that you had and how you were feeling. And so she's like, you did the right thing, not going, you were not ready to go. Um, and I had this Reiki healer came and or to clear out all the things, but it just stays with you. And so I guess long winded way of saying when you've had any type of trauma. And as we've talked about many times, like that can just be what this woman obviously, you know, went through, which is a laboring experience, not going your way. And as you'd Mm -hmm. planned, there are so many things that can come up for Mm -hmm. very long time after that you work through that you don't even realize have impacted you in a way. And it takes time to figure that out. But I think one of the things that can be helpful, because I've, I've lived in different contexts, but I've lived it too, for sure. Like when you're like, why is why is putting me in a bad mood? Like, why is this irking me? Or, or you don't even, Yeah, and you don't even know what's irking you. You're just, you don't, you don't even draw the, connect the dots. But you're like, this is just, I'm, I'm not, not in a good, good mood anymore. You know, I just don't feel great. And then it's like trying to go in internal and go, well, what is, can I name it? Right. The whole name it to tame it. Can I name it and figure out what's actually going on here rather than making it about the, the thing that you're looking at other than in you making it about your friend and, and the baby realizing that it's not about them. It's about what's going on for you. Yeah. 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 Totally. Yeah. Totally, totally. Oh man, this is all good. It's true. And it's it's not easy. Like I've had it with the fertility stuff. Right. And like 
just like, you know, the whole, like, if I sneeze, I get pregnant, like that stuff. And, and immediately I'm just like, you know, for a long time, it was really hard or even I'll be honest, like even, um, people I know, like naturopathic doctors who have programs that they sell to improve fertility. And, and I would read the sales copy of some of the programs and it would be like, you know, all focused around like improve your home hormones and da da da. And I'd always be like, well, what about the man? What, how come it's all about the woman? You know, like I would just feel so like just, you know, and then I guarantee like the guarantees. I'm like, you can't make any guarantees. Like I would just get irked. And now, you know, years later, I realized that there's a huge importance to improving your, you know, your hormone regulation and your health prior to trying to conceive or to improve hormones. Um, but like, you know, and I don't need, I'm not triggered by it anymore. You know, like I realized that it was just because my experience was the way that it was. It doesn't make these programs wrong. They still have an important place. You know, what's so. interesting. I had um, someone who went through, you know, years of uh, fertility to get pregnant with their first, the second, and, and so happy, like he's just born recently and she got pregnant just right away. Like mm -hmm. all of a sudden, and she was pregnant and couldn't believe it, like just truly couldn't believe it. But what she felt around women that she knew were going through fertility was this immense guilt that she had mm. the second time had gotten pregnant so easily, so to speak. Right. Like, and she just, she couldn't get past it. Like her whole pregnancy, it was so hard for her to be around people who she knew were going through their fertility journeys. Yeah. Um, and so it's just, it was just interesting. And, and someone who was going through their fertility, fertility journey, she had this conversation with, and they said to her, no, are you kidding? Like, do you realize you are my hope? Like, I'm looking right. at you seeing first you went through what I'm going through now and then you got a baby. And not only did you get that, now you just got na like pregnant naturally with a baby after you'd already gone through fertility. So right now you're giving me hope that I actually could have two babies. Right. So it's, like that, it's that perspective that like we judge ourselves based off of all of these experiences right. that we've had when really like someone else could be looking at it and you could be their, you know, North Star Hope, right? Which is what- I hope so. Yeah. yeah. Best case scenario for sure. Yeah. They're also in the fertility world. There's also the comparison of like, who has it worse, which is which not- Which you dealt with, like- Oh, but that? you don't want to go down that road, right? Where it's like, oh, you only had to go through one mm -hmm. round of IVF. I've had to go through five. Like then come talk to me about what's hard. And it's yeah. like- it's just, it, it's a, it's a game that nobody wins. Right. And it, we can do it in so many ways. Like, oh, like we've even co trauma comparison, trauma bonding, right? Oh, well you had to get the emergency cesarean. Well, I had that and a postpartum hemorrhage and uh, my baby didn't latch. And, you know, and it's like, it's a, it's a shit show and you don't, nobody deserves it, but we have to just have empathy for each other rather than the comparison. I think especially as women and like, look at what we're doing. We are creating life. <laughs> <laughs> like yeah. crazy it's crazy yeah. we just need to yeah and anyway. nobody has everything like nobody has everything everyone's got something they're struggling with so maybe they had the quote-unquote easy pregnancy and birth mm -hmm. but you know they're struggling with their finances or their relationship or with their career or with postpartum you never know right so it might look a certain way but it's never completely perfect yeah yeah 
something well, to remember. <laughs> yeah. What else? What did it, that was a part. Yeah. I don't know. Um, I don't know. I, I, there's so much more to like, say on this. But, but, no, no, I'm not in the middle. I'm, I'm, my brain's fried. I need another coffee. I need to go get the teacher gifts sorted out. <laughs> yeah. Christmas yeah. is coming. Yeah. Every year I, yeah, I just can't, I'm just happy we have Amazon or else I'd be a major fail. And then, oh, by the way, just cause you know, why not make it real simple? Um, I'm ho- so I am hosting most of my family here, which I'm very excited for. Um, but last minute, like literally last week, we're like, oh, why don't we have a cocktail party in like the afternoon on Saturday, December 23rd? So we have <laughs> Nikki come. Yeah. <laughs> Literally, like, just started asking people a week ago, um, figuring most would be busy. But, no, we have, like, 40 people coming tomorrow. Oh, my God. Why not? Why not? Tis the season. You're wild. I am I am just kudos. Hats off to you. Truly. No bigger That's amazing. Um, <laughs> That's your theme. I love you. <laughs> so ridiculous. Yeah, talk oh to me God. on December 26th. And I'm like... <laughs> it's over by then you'll be yeah. able to relax then that's when, well yeah relax that's when the kids like literally are off for 10 days <laughs> yeah yeah well twitching yeah. twitching you'll be fine you'll be good i'm gonna be um not doing that <laughs> <laughs> all right well if you want to join the 40 people though come on back. amazing awesome oh uh, well anyways everyone will hear this in the new year so hopefully everyone had a beautiful holiday and let's you know, enjoy another season of We Go There into 2024. This, this is our year, Nikki. It's going to happen. All right. It's happening. It's happening. Thanks, everyone. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening. Stay tuned for our next episode. And in the meantime, follow us on Instagram at We Go There Podcast and check out WeGoTherePodcast.com for more info.